0: I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it.
1: There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All
2: of a sudden, another shadow of a shadowless homeless man just jumped right in front of me.
1: the so Wake Up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Um, I hope you all are doing well. I hope you're moving through these changes with as much grace and ease as possible. Um, If you're new to the program, welcome. Glad you found us. I'm the host, Michelle, if you don't know. And those of you that are tried and true, been traveling the path with me for a while, you know, it's always great to connect with all of you. Uh, If you have questions or comments or you want a reading, um, you can call in at 347-539-5122. That's 347 539-5122. Five three nine five one two two. Otherwise, you can also ask questions and share your insights and comments and feedback in the chat as well. Uh, thank you, Athena. Thank you so much, my wonderful sound engineers in the chat and cohorts, co-pilots on the ch- in the chat room on the phone lines, grounding the energy. Um, you know, I do tune in each, each – um, well, during the week, I'm constantly channeling, so I'm getting information and then, of course, working with clients um, and such. Um, but then I do meditation beforehand, and so I'm really open to what are people going through, what do people most need to know um, in their life right now, what's the collective going through. And all of you are helping co-create this. So it's, it's not just um, me and what I see. It's what all of you see and need as well. Um, I really want to thank, uh, we're going to get to callers. And again, 347 539 is the number. Press 1 on your keypad. I really want to thank those of you that have been connecting also on my YouTube channel uh, it's really growing, and I just I love the connecting with everyone. Um, and then a lot of people that are listening to Awakenings are now watching my YouTube videos. and A lot of people that are watching my YouTube videos now found out about Awakenings. So also do join us if you feel a resonance on the Awakenings page um, on Facebook. I guess in Facebook. Yeah, in Facebook, on Facebook, on the island of Facebook. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like an island, right? Or many islands coming into one big island. It really is a confluence, convergence of all that's happening on the planet. You know, all is represented. Um, but really, to pose, I can't share this enough. Your own particular insights, perceptions, and perspective, and how you're doing on the path. I know many of you are busy. Um, But posting, even if it's pictures or just putting your voice. I know some of you do it on your personal pages, which I think is great as well. But it's also great in a community um, setting. Same as a lot of times people comment in the chat and share their, you know, understanding or insights or comments or have questions. One of the things that's so important in the whole awakening process is that we awaken to our own voice and use it. You know, live our life as authentically as possible, connected to our soul. So more genuine, living as genuine as possible as soul connected, you know, soul aligned, heart connected, spirit led. You know, really being led by our spiritual essence. And that keeps us more in a pure frequency, not that there's no wrongs or rights, but it's just a a clearer signal. And really important to do right now above all the noise. And we're going to chat a little bit about that. And then I'm going to be tuning in to callers that are on the line. Hello, callers. I'll be with you in in a minute, a minute or two. Um, So, yes, whenever you can, you know, you're adding to the collective even more. I mean, you're adding to the collective by how you live your life. The more soul fuel, the more your passion, your purpose, just how you live and how you make your choices is coming from your soul. Again, your genuineness. But then adding that too through your art, through your music, you know, um, words. This is why when people were saying to mute the word, no, 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 no. This is not the time to give deference or to mute. This is the time to harmonize and unite So, listen, when we're making a stew or something or soup or we're cooking and we're putting different spices, we don't mute certain spices. We don't go, oh, I'm not going to add you now. No, we find a way to blend and merge and harmonize the particular spices, and that makes it a certain meal, right? You're having Indian food, it's certain spices that go together. So part of actualizing right now and really activating more of your soul's energy, the frequency of your soul, is through you actually communicating and speaking up. And many of you that are esotericists, spiritualists, know this. It's, yes, intention is a very strong frequency. We don't need to say anything. How we live our life, you know, is, very, is a very strong message and signal. However, this is why at one point certain people weren't allowed to speak up or speak out. Okay, this is why the guillotine or the lynching to cut that fifth chakra, to cut the speaking. I don't want to hear it off with their heads, right? It's not it's the mind and the ideas. It's it's you know, it, it, it's also sixth chakra in a way. Um, so speaking up by how you live, but but also knowing that what you have to say and what you're adding is valid now you might want to pull back a little bit to figure it out you might not know what you want to say or you know how you feel about whatever is going on in the world if that's what we're looking at or it could be an individual situation you may not know yet what you feel or what is your truth or what is your understanding or what's what you feel impassioned about sometimes we go we need to fill back up and so silence speaks a lot also you know silence communicates um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about years ago I was in this, I was involved, got involved with this group. I was actually going to host the infomercial for some kind of game, vision something. I don't remember it. I have it in my storage somewhere. But anyway, um, I actually found out about the, these people through, I believe it was through Tony Robbins, um. Down south in Encinitas, where he used to hang out uh, and actually live in, in that area. So, anyway, there was all this this man I don't remember who it had, had all this moldavite, and we each got. The, it was before moldavite really came out on the a um, planet, you know, in book in in, in bookstores and it's being sold widely. And of course, moldavite is a is an amazing. I don't even know if we call it a stone, but it's it's a catalyst, catalytic converter, really. It's just, it really, Moldavite is very powerful. It comes from another planet. Um, but everybody was going around, you know, talking and posturing and this and that and that and this, and, <clears throat> and I wasn't saying anything. And the one guy who found the Moldavite who was pretty aware, he was a businessman, quite wealthy, and had bought I don't know how many tons of this stuff. Um, And people were, what what does this mean? And I was getting all this information, but I really, when there's a lot of noise, I just, I don't know. I pause in the silence because there's a lot of silence in the noise between the words And he stopped everyone. He said, you know, usually the people that know the most or have the most to say are the most quiet. (laughs) And then he looked at me and he said, what do you have to say? Because I was psychic meeting him in a channel. And all these people were having all these suppositions, doing all this research and, you know, all these various, you know, researchers. And, you know, they were. And it's like, okay, well, do you want to just know what I'm getting from this? (laughs) And the sign of the times. And so I said my piece. Um So I get it. I get being silent, but let it be your choice because you're going within or you're tuning within or you're finding your place, not because you're being silenced. It's a difference being silenced than being in the silence, reveling in the silence, and then coming out. But as all of us are these messengers, I can't say it enough. I mean, there's a lot of, in my mind, some misguided information about this one, people waiting for the one to come back. We're always waiting for the one. And we all know we are the one, the messenger, the one that's going to, you know, tell us this and that. And that is us. That is so Aquarian. Aquarian, if if you look at even from an astrological point of view, there this one business, I mean, there is only one, one source, infinite source, and out of the one comes the many, or from the one is the many, and from the many is the one, right? Um, we could call it the Messiah or the anointed one, which is anointed with the with the um, with the light, with the message. We are that Messiah. A lot of people don't like to hear that, but that's my—that's what my guys say, and that's what I've been seeing, that anointing with that oil, that oil. Think of that oil. What does oil do? It lights the spark, and we're all lighting the spark for each other, for ourselves and for each other. Um, before I forget, too, because I always forget to mention, um, I do have a workshop coming up. We're going to look, look at both of the key codes. If you're interested, you can go to soulplayground.life. You can also find information on Eventbrite. Um, It's about the quantum key codes, understanding the quantum key codes, archetypal energy, and numerology. So I'm going to be diving deeper into the key codes, the two that I received, what they mean archetypally uh, from a numerological standpoint, and how to use them in your life uh so if you're interested join me I'd love to have you um i'm actually made this session a little bit longer so people can ask questions and we can really dive in and go back and forth um on this because it's very it's it's um a really important next step understanding how to work vibrationally and i don't mean just you know, oming and chanting, all that's amazing. I love mantra meditation, but we are a vibrational frequency or a complex of vibrational frequencies, wavelengths, if you would say, uh, that fit into a cosmological vibrational frequency or complex of frequencies and wavelengths, right? So understanding that and understanding the sacredness of numbers and what they reflect um, as a astro-numerologists, i see everything in numbers. Even in even in the Kabbalah, studying the Kabbalah, I think I've been studying some well the Kabbalah and also studying um numerology, astrology, they all have this number component, right? And studying also numerology since I don't know, late eighties, um You see, studying the I Ching, you know, you see these numbers, not just the hexagram. I mean, one of my teachers in studying, um, I can't think of it now, Um, the I Ching would have us, literally, I'm getting some information. Okay, I'm going to get to callers. I can feel a couple of you okay, we're going to do less of the talk today because I'm hearing something to, to shift. Um, anyway, in the I Ching, what we would do is when you go out, and you can do this anywhere, how many things that are on your desk or in your house, or we would do it at a cafe, if you read that, if you read the energy in the placement, or the, pl- the energy through the placement, it would dictate, it would show you or reveal to you, what was happening, what you were working on in that moment, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, metaphysically, what was gonna happen, what was gonna be the interchange um, in that in that moment. And many of you know maybe we'll have her back on, Shira Hunt, friend of the show, she's vibrationally sound is her website. And she's talked about this. She's everything has a vibrational frequency to it, a component. The rug. Do you have a rug in your house? Or is it hardwood floors? How many pillows? Every that's why sometimes you think I gotta get rid of stuff. It's too much. Or I can't handle carpet in my house anymore. I've got to have hardwood floors. You know, or I need you know, whatever it is, you're getting a message, an intuitive message that something vibrationally is off, something is too much or not enough. She had also, some of you recall her story, those of you that listen frequently, that um, and may have heard her uh, interview and Awakening Dialogue we did as a nurse and as a musician and singer. She healed herself. She was in a really bad accident and she healed her bones by knowing the frequency and, and musically using that um, and through sounds, through sound healing and music of, of, of those notes that correspond was able to heal herself. Um, anyway, you can find out if you're interested. There's, she's in the archives. And um, one of her earliest, she's been on this program a few times, but one of her earlier um, interviews, she really dived into this. And she's also dived, all of them are worth listening to. She dives into the various um, frequencies of different items, different parts of the body, like your skin, a certain frequency, your bone, um, so that all goes together. And so we should know that within ourselves, we have all these, these blending and harmonizing of frequencies. Sometimes there's some discourse or there's discordant frequencies. You know, and we're meant to tune in with ourselves and see is this right? Is this enough? You know, is it, but not by our mind, but more by our feeling, our feeling nature. Our feeling nature lets us know what it is that we, what we need or, or is it a want or is it a need. Um, and everything has this astral-emotional component there, that's hanging. That's a lot of what's going on right now in the world is about this, you know, has to do with this astrological or ast- this energetic component of the astral-emotional body and the etheric plane. So everything has its templates before it's manifested in the denser physical form. Everything is in the, the etheric, right, before it manifests. So somebody, because I'm, I'm mentioning this because someone was asking what, this unrest, all this is happening. Well, all that's happening in the world, as well as with us, our own world, has been hanging in the ethers, is there in the, in the ethernet, right, if you will. And so to change it, to change the template so it doesn't keep repeating. Sometimes things are manifested and they're living out on the denser physical plane. And as we change that, as we shift in consciousness, then we clear that astrally. We clear, as we. this is why clearing and working with the emotional body is so important because that energy in motion corresponds to that astral realm. OK, so you could say the Akashic on the soul level, the template, that design, that matrix. So we're literally changing the matrix or design of ourselves individually, our own software, if you will, but also the systems of the earth, the earth plane, the game, the rules. It has to be changed energetically and on the earth plane because it has a lot to do with persistent effort, perseverance you know, labor, you know, it's, it's, it's manual. It's manual here. So the more we're changing in our thoughts, our ideas, and our beliefs, and then we're speaking infused with the new emerging consciousness, it does affect and create an effect on the determination of what's happening planetarily. So I hope you know how powerful you are. We are very powerful beings and when we come together, we're even more powerful the co- in the coming together. You know, where two or more are gathered, I am there. Well, it's sometimes more than two. But this is why in the Aquarian age, the small groups coming together, finding that resonance, understanding that resonance, and letting yourself be led by that resonance. What's of most resonance, coherence, and harmony. Not that there's not going to be some disharmony or discord, you know, a lot of times discord happens because we're changing, but you don't want to, and in certain times of change, there is a lot of discord, there is a lot of chaos, because new order, new, there's something is being created. Out of the confusion and chaos, there's a new order, there's something, you know, if I threw a bunch of Cubes on the table, and they're all mixed up. Let's say they have all different colored cubes, and then they look like a mess. But then, out of that chaos or confusion, maybe there's a design that I can create or that starts appearing as we move it around, right? As I move those cubes around, something can be shown to me or displayed. Or then I can have some input into where I want to place those cubes or how I want to place those cubes. Kind of like a puzzle. So there's a lot that's determined that is destined, that will fade it to happen or the outcome. But how we get there is a lot up to our free will, our free will choice. All right. Let's get to callers. 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. So I'll come back to you, 205.
4: Hello. And welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Julia from Florida.
1: Hey, hey Julia. Welcome.
4: Thank you. Um, well, you know, like a lot of people right now, wondering about finances and, um, you know, potential employment opportunities. So I thought I would call and see if there's any insights around any of that. Okay. And what do you-
1: yeah, and what do you um what what are you drawn towards right now? That's the thing I would um, ask I, you. What are you drawn towards? And follow that.
4: Gonna, well, I was just going to contact a, a temporary agency just Good. to kind of get my foot in the door because I okay. haven't been out in the workforce in quite a while, so I don't have. A great resume so i feel like if i just apply online and they see my resume they'll be like oh we don't want her she hasn't worked in a while and i feel like that's yeah. a strike against me plus my age i'm sneaking up on 59 so i'm not that fresh-paced young girl <laughs> so i just kind of a little well, not everyone wants that.
1: yeah work with your belief systems on that not everybody needs it now what i do feel for you intuitively is Multiple sources um, to p- apply. So just throw it out there. I would say even if you're walking around and you see something, I more likely feel something online for you or, or somebody, maybe you're talking to someone online and they have something open for you. That's what I'm feeling. So you may want to look at some online sources or opportunities. Um, sometimes there's things like TaskRabbit. You know, there's there certain places where you could just put what your skill set is out there and help. But I also feel like you may do a few things. I keep seeing you on the computer a lot. Is that this show, just this show, or what is that? There's something, what are you doing?
4: I, I am on the computer a lot. That's pretty much my, you know, my, what I do during the day, you know, just uh look at yeah, are, you on, are you playing YouTube? games
1: also or i i see cards somebody's playing cards some kind of game um uh, occasionally
4: computer. i play solitaire but yeah
1: that's what i see solitaire yeah i can see. It you. <laughs> um, yeah i'm seeing your screen okay psychically um <laughs> Yeah, look around, just even in Facebook, just, I don't know, just look around, I feel like there's something online that you're going to just kind of stumble upon, Now, I'm not saying that's the main thing you're going to do, but it kind of gets, you know, sometimes when we have a job, we're doing something, it's easier to get another one, um, is what I'm hearing. I do like the idea also of you, you know, having someone help you work with the temporary I think right now so much is up in the air. Um oh Athena in the chat saying I was thinking English speaking tutor. Oh I like that.
3: What was that? Yeah, just I didn't that hear
1: kind that. Athena in the chat says I was thinking English speaking tutor. Oh hmm.
4: that's interesting. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Athena. Um, yeah, go on. I, I feel like yeah, I feel like just widen your scope a bit. Um there's something definitely online. I feel that I feel like there may be something in, in person too down the road, but it's it seems to not be there yet. And it might be around it might be around a move. You may move and then have that one, that position. Um you know, even like virtual assisting, there's a lot of things that you can do just to get the ball rolling and reaching out, kind of your energy reaching out. That's mostly what I feel with you is you need to have your energy reaching out to others. Okay. Maybe even if you're in chat or, like I said, Facebook, you put it out there. Um, oh, Athena's in the chat saying, good, glad she finds it helpful. Yeah, see, there's so much available right now. You know, everything's a little topsy-turvy, so there could be somebody. Yeah, I, I like that idea, Athena, in the chat. Julia, let us know how this unfolds for you, okay? Keep this posted always. All right.
4: Well, thank you I so know. much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right.
1: Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello? You're on air. Okay, let's see the next one. Hi. hi. Welcome to um, hi. So Is I this... have, what's your first name? Hello? Oh, yeah, Liz, what's your name? A.K.
5: Lizard. Hi, Liz. oh, hi, Lizard. Hi. Um... Hi. <laughs> So I have too many questions about myself, so I just need to book a personal reading with you, but I do have a quick story just to shed some hope and inspiration for folks, if that's okay. Mm -hmm, Please. So this very small Midwestern town I grew up in, um, we have this rock, a community rock that everyone paints for like people's birthdays and anniversaries and graduations and stuff like that. And recently we had a couple of folks, Um, Paint it with Black Lives Matter It was two Mm -hmm. black women from the community And then Bull, you know, obviously very Misguided, need to do some shadow work Decided to Paint over it with racial slurs And it was just awful, just like awful, awful And it received a lot Of attention um, locally And then what happened after Is the whole community kind of came together And started gathering around the rock And repainting it with like beautiful messages And um, all about unity, and then what actually ended up happening is one wow. night, like, years of paint slid off the rock, like a huge chunk wow. of just years and years, layers and layers of paint, and underneath it, what it said was, new beginnings. Whoa.
1: I just almost, oh, and my I, gosh. I just thought wow. that was such
5: a beautiful, like, manifestation of this time what's happening That like basically as a collective we're shedding layers of our collective ego and like manifesting a new reality and I just like was completely in awe like not not that surprised because like a lot of empaths like we can feel it but like just to see it physically manifested for the whole town like it was just such a beautiful inspiring moment so you know if people are feeling the unrest and and feeling the You know, the kind of chaos, like I was just um, listening to another episode yesterday where you're talking about chaos is like the moment before creativity, right? So like, we're feeling that chaos, that unrest, but what's coming next is, you know, or what's manifesting right now is a new beginning. And yeah, we're all tapping into that creativity. So I just wanted to share that and just tell everyone listening, like, I love you and like, it's, it's all going to be great. It's all going to be okay. And
1: yeah, this is a new beginning exciting. Liz, that's so beautiful. And what better person to bring this because Liz, Lizard, you know, is the dreamer. The lizard is the dream keeper and also she helps us if you connect into lizard medicine, shift realities. You know how lizards yeah. sometimes you can see the colors, it can be different colors. Yeah. They can get, lay in the yeah. sun and get their energy. Yeah, that's so beautiful and what a metaphor that all that paint slid off. Right. And then this newbie. Right. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. All right. So one question. Yeah. You can still get yeah. a personal reading, but do you want me to have one little question? Do I have a question? Um. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess
5: my main one right now is like, what exactly should I be focusing on? Because I feel a bit of choice overload, especially in terms of living situations. Like, I know that I am, like, the streamer, I'm a feeler, I'm, a, I'm an emoter, a nurturer, and I'm a musician. So I know, like, that is, that is my role, and I'm not quite sure how to shape that yet. But, like, in terms of where I should be
1: physically is, like, a big question right now. Okay. Well, the physical hasn't revealed itself yet for a reason is what I'm hearing. And that's for you and, and a lot of people right now. It's, um, okay. I'm actually doing a big move, and I finally found out where I'm going, at least for a year, and then I may be moving abroad. Oh. So I, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was blank, I will tell you. And clients of mine are like, Michelle, why can't you see this for yourself? And I'm like, because I'm not meant to know. I got, and it's interesting. Oh. I got a little bit of a, me- a message. Literally when I would tune in, there would be no words, nothing, just a blank white Screen in my mind, just blank, nothing like uh, you know, like looking at a I black feel like bell. that's
5: what's happening, yeah. But okay, I hate making come. up stuff to fill the void,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You just let it be because there's some ship that needs to take place, and then you'll start getting all the bits and pieces. And there's a crew that I'm really close to that helps me, supports me, um, in my work that I do, so we tend to move around the same time and have, you know, are always somewhat near each other. Um, and I wasn't seeing them. I was seeing for their family, a couple of their family members, it was a destiny issue. And I said, when they move, then you'll be moving. And then it's like a domino. And now I'm starting to see all oh. these pieces and all these visions. The one thing I feel with you Liz though, is it's grounding. You live very much Expanded and very hysteric. You are really, yeah. yeah you are I'd almost like a Pisces energy. You are really a lot of Moon Pisces, um, Cancer in the
5: twelfth house is my chart really. Cancer, so. uh,
1: oh, oh yeah. no wonder. Yeah. Cancer in the twelfth—that's a, a double e, the double watery, you know. Um, but that Piscean energy with that house placement is okay. So that tells you. Okay, let me tell you about the twelfth house. I had to learn about the twelfth house in such a way, not just even as an astrologer, but for my own personal life. The twelfth house, mm-hmm. if you have a key uh, planet in there, you have to go with that Piscean energy. For instance, I have Mars there, so I can't just plow through things like people. When I, you know, when I was younger, I'm kind of content, like living life, going. Then all of a sudden oh, you got to be this and plan this, you know, and I tried to do it and just messed up. And so one of my astrology teachers years ago said, she had it also, and she said, look, key placement there, you have to align to that Piscean energy. So yeah. what I feel with you, you, though, Liz, okay, so that, and you've got the cancer in there too, so Cancerian, and that water feeling it out, really using your intuition you're going to find most of your openings or ways that you can shine is kind of like the Pisces is one fish, you know, swimming one way and the other one fit in the in-between. So this is a really good time for you. The in-between times. What's going to help you anchor the energy is to write. Okay. I do enjoy writing. Okay. But okay. Now the next step, is to publish, even if it's an, I don't care, ebook, something. Your insights, your art, something, that that's going to anchor you. So you always, do you know where your Mars is? Mars or Mercury?
5: Uh, Sagittarius.
1: Oh, see, what did I say? Expansion. <laughs> well, this <laughs> yeah. is a good time for you, huh? This is, I don't know if you watched my video, um, how the, North node in Gemini, South node in Sagittarius is affecting each sign and a little bit about it. Yeah, I definitely. But Cancer okay. one was pretty relevant too, yeah. Okay. Well, especially for you right now with that, with that, um, your Mercury in Sagittarius. Oh, my Mercury
5: is in Capricorn, my Mars is in Sagittarius, sorry.
1: Oh, your Mars in Sagittarius, okay, so this big, okay, so the big expansion and the Mercury, oh, the, that's why I say the book then, the Mercury and Capricorn,
3: yeah, you need uh, to put
1: some structure, so you've got all this expanse of energy, you're like, you're, part, you're expanding yeah. into the cosmic, I don't know, wave, you know, it, like, it's like the cosmic jelly you know that we are like like, yeah like honey molasses you're you're expanded out there so you need to use that capricorn energy uh mars you know in a sagittarius way but some to put it in some kind of form or system
5: okay And, and once
1: yeah and once you do that then you're gonna then you'll it's like it's gonna anchor you it's like a bridge it's like sometimes people Write a book, right? You know, we have a lot of authors on the program. And then everything revolves around that. There's all these offshoots that come through. Okay. So that's it. You need, you know, it's time to anchor, and it doesn't have to be a big to do, just anchor with something that's in the, you know, tangible in the physical, denser physical reality or realm. And then that's going to help you make the choices because you're going to see something reflected in that anchoring. You see what I'm saying? So when yeah. we anchor something, yeah, there's these Acha cords, right? There's, it holds us in place. And then once we're anchored, then we can see these new perspectives that can come in due to where we're anchored. Because really putting something into physical form puts us in a certain time and place, you know, energetically. So I feel for you. um, It must have been you because it's so expansive. I feel for you this anchoring (laughs) and also recognizing that these in-between times—the bardo, the etheric, the astral—I mean, you're you're dancing in all of that. You're you're dancing in the form before it becomes form and the formlessness. You know, upper levels too, but you're really in the in-between stage. That's why I feel like you're able to see like what's going to be manifested or what's coming down the pike, you know? Right, right. right. Yeah, pretty powerful. Wow, Liz. Yeah, it's thank why you, you so that much. Rock That's ex- extremely helpful. That's po- <laughs> yeah, it's probably why Sorry, you not- had that rock experience also to share with us, I feel. That, that rock experience yeah. to share with us. Because in a way, that's, you know, all that stuff on top, those layers which is coming off there's something underneath you know what you're saying so even that rock the symbolism of that rock is being this stabilizing force or anchoring force right so you need to do that for yourself while these layers come off while you travel in all these different spiritual realms and expand you know and live kind of etherically um it's that that grounding that you can come into every now and then yes yes that's great
5: advice because I I did start a YouTube channel like at the beginning of the year but I'm not really feeling it like I I wanted to just try it out because I do get all Mm -hmm. these downloads and I never know what to do with them and I usually put them into music but I think grounding them in writing I really like that idea I think you're right on that I'm going to try that next yeah, I feel
1: like it's like an important piece for you. Now, do you know what house your Mercury is in?
5: Um, All of my – I have a Capricorn stellium, and it's all in the sixth house.
1: Oh, Capricorn stellium. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> and in the sixth. Wow, okay. Yeah. House of Virgo there. Wow. So, yeah, the routine – so you may think of how – like that's the house also of service. So how mm-hmm. do you – What you're doing is so much in service. I don't know. I just feel the book, the book or booklet. I feel like that somehow, I don't know what that's going to do, but it's going to shift your energy. Yeah. I don't know. There may be more coming from that. It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds, because I'm just getting that so clearly.
5: Yeah. I mean, it it makes a
1: lot of sense. It really resonates what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. And new systems. So, see, you know, with all this energy, it's not quite – The the, um, could be kind of oppressive, but that held back Saturnian energy is going to be loosening up as it moves more out of Capricorn as it moves into Aquarius. So I'm seeing a lot of my Capricorn peeps are going to, you know, are just starting to move forward. Like, oh, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to put it here. You know, this is what I need to say or do, you know. So um, start it now. So, like, when it's done, because we've got Saturn, will move. You know, it's moving back into Cappy, I think in July, and then um, it's there till the end of the year. So we have Jupiter, Saturn, there, Pluto. And your time, man. When I'm telling you, when all this, this this energy lifts, so now's the time to p- prepare. Yeah. Community all right. Emotion. And
5: you just think the the living situation will just kind of happen eventually, is what you're saying. But, like that's not the thing uh, yeah
1: that's right issue. Yeah. I don't feel yeah I don't feel that's the, the main concern right now. I feel the main thing for you is um and for so many is like look at what you value and how you want to live this this Venus retrograde energy. You know we're finishing up that that North Node Cancer Capricorn energy moving into that Gemini yeah, flag. um you know it's it's pretty powerful time right now. I feel like yeah. I feel like on a on a see so we our changes. I have to evolve our ego also. You know our ego evolves and changes. Yeah. That's why sometimes our ego starts right. It starts thinking it's running the show because it, it it does get more evolved. Um, you know eventually it will have a different form for it. But so I really feel a lot right now is really getting clear on where and how you want to live, what do you want around you, what is supporting you, and, you know, how can you best be of service if that's your calling, you know, if you want to give back, or what's, what's the best place for you artistically, or how do you want to, st- you know, spend your day, how do you, you know, do your day, you know, whatever that is for you. So I feel like that's the call, and then the place shows up that best supports that. Yes, Okay. Right? Like, and so we yeah. have to connect to that, right? We're all having to connect um, with what our higher self is saying from the soul. What's our soul design? Our higher self is helping us interpret it. Because it, we still have to make, even though we make the decisions maybe intuitively, we're still having to bring that the ego personality along, not the egoic or the wounding, but the ego. The per- we still have to bring that part with us. Yeah. So that part is really right, getting rerooted, and I feel for you. You're, mm-hmm. somehow, you're, yeah, you're somehow still in that kind of getting clear. Um, were you thinking group living, more group?
5: Yeah, my dream is definitely to live in like kind of a more commune-like setting, or like some kind yeah. of community of like-minded people. I, um,
1: yeah. Yeah. I feel it's coming. That's what I see. More group, um, and I do feel like this somehow. It's more in the country, or more, I don't know, outlying area. And there's, I feel a barn, like yeah. where people meet up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's coming. It's coming. It's coming on its way.
5: All right. That sounds good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been
5: dreaming funny. for a while, <laughs> and I know it'll manifest, but <laughs> I get impatient sometimes.
1: Get this, I don't know, with this book, get this book out. Get this, okay, those downloads, those insights, whatever it is that you have, put it into a form. Um, videos are great, they're transitory. You know, I love my channel, I love doing it, but there is something about book, ebook, I don't know, there's something about that, workbook. Are, I don't know. There's something about that, and there's definitely something about that for you that it, it somehow is going to anchor your energy. I don't yeah. know. Place it. It's placing it in the in the center. There's a centering there. You know. You never know. And maybe you do this, and then you meet someone through it that opens that door for that uh, group right. living. Right. I definitely do see that. I don't know. It could even be like upstate New York or something. I don't know. It's outlying area. That's mm. all I know. It's or Georgia. I'm getting, I don't know, those kind of rural, not way yeah. out of sticks. There's a, there's a town, there's a city or a town, a, you know, township. I'm hearing township, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think you're going to just drive more playmates too. create mates that, uh, Good. Yeah, support you. Liz, great to connect with you, really. And thank you for what you shared.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You
1: shared. Yeah, take good care. Bye huh. bye. Bye bye. How beautiful. I think we have time for one more caller. Maybe we have our guests coming on as well. Uh, hello, welcome to Awakening with Michelle Machet. You're on air. Hello.
0: Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Hi. My name is Alvin. Hi. Michelle. Hi, Alvin. Hi. Hi. Uh, yeah. um, first, I want to say thank you. Thank you very, very much for the information that you put out to us. Um, I've been following you for a while, and I've been going through this spiritual transformation. And within that, um, it's like everything has been on pause for me
4: in terms of, like,
0: finances, okay. and love, uh, just the route that I'm looking to go has been such a, a long route and hard route for me, and I'm just trying to figure out am I doing something wrong or should I just be patient and what should I do, particularly in the
1: area of love and finances. Okay. I hear you. We, I know. The first task can be a little bit different than when we incarnate here on an on a human level, ego level, where we start looking around, and believe me, the soul, the all these challenges you're having, all this getting through it, the soul is like, oh my God, it's oh, amazing, oh yeah. Um, the the ego personality, not so much. I hear you. Um, I've I've said it myself, and you're right, patience, because it's a lot of times it's ah, it's the soul's timing, it's, spirit, it's divine timing, the spiritual, or spiritual unfolding, our soul's unfolding. We look at things like, oh, my God, I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 60, this is going to happen, or 80, or na." Nah, nah. but ah, in the realm of spirit, there is no time, there's timing, and, and it, the synchronistic timing is by events and people and connecting, so... Sometimes we have something, somebody has something happen at 21, and we're waiting at 30, 35, or 40, and then that it happens for us, you know. And it's like, what? But it was a timing issue, which I feel with you. So you're right. Patience. You're learning some Saturnian things. Saturn, Kronos, Father Time, patience, working within structure and form, but not letting it hold you back or bind you. Now, I do feel alvin for you that this year is going to be a catalyst year there is going to be a lot opening up more the second half of the of the year you're going to feel like a a sense of freedom movement being able to move forward on some of these things so i feel like you're coming out of a tough patch here
0: okay okay well um what Um, i can say is my birthday is actually at the end of this month um which oh. uh, I, feel, I feel strongly like, yes, there is something that is about to change after that. I try not to use dates or, you know, special times, but it's just what I'm feeling inside.
1: Well, I, I would say Libra time, Libra um, Libra, Scorpio Sagittarius, but Libra something starts, and I do feel also there's a relationship coming in. So kind of like it's going to be all at once. When it rains, it pours. In a very short period of time, <laughs> things are going to line up. Yeah. It's a timing issue. It wasn't you. Isn't it you? It's a timing issue. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I mean, All I just right. personally feel like I'm very different. Um, I I feel for a fact that I'm an empath. I, I deal with some different things than most other people. So I'm like, I don't feel like the laws of the universe are necessarily applicable to me in the same way they are for everyone else. Does that make sense? But
1: I don't oh know. yeah. You're probably a star yeah. seed. Oh
0: yeah, and that's what I feel as well. I feel that as well. I'm very, I learn very fast. I got a lot of different talents. I don't boast about it Mm -hmm. in the least bit. That's the other thing. Mm Mhm. Well, thank you, thank you very much.
1: You're so welcome. Thank you so much for calling in. Really uh, appreciate it, and I'm glad you found my YouTube channel and you found Awakenings. And welcome, welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And I will continue to listen to you. Thank you. Continue your okay, Jerry, work. <laughs> Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. I will. Thank you. Yeah, we've got a great guest coming up. Well, it is time for our awakening dialogue today, and uh, we have with us Mark Horn. And he's the author of Tarot and the Gates of Light, The Kabbalistic Path to Liberation. And this is a weaving of um, the Tree of Life. Um, Kabbalah, and the tarot um, reflection. Uh, He started reading tarot at the age of 16, and he's taken workshops and seminars from many of today's best-known teachers, including Rachel Pollack, Mary Greer, Robert Place, Pharoah Humphrey, Ruth Ward. He taught a workshop on Kabbalistic tarot as a spiritual path at the 2018 Leaders Studio Conference in New York. And he has taught Kabbalistic tarot for counting the Omer a post-denominational synagogue in New York uh, at the Roman U. I did have um, just the wonderful gift and pleasure also of doing um, an online uh, workshop um, or seminar with Mark, and it was quite amazing, very enlightening. So I'm really happy that he was able to come on the program with us today and be with us. Hello, Mark. Thank you for being here with us.
2: Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, I'm so excited. Um, we have a mutual friend, also, Lacey, colleague and friend, Lacey yes. Holgovin, Um Yes, who had asked me about you. We were having a, one of our wonderful long conversations of tarot, metaphysics, and such. And She's she a mentioned great you. Yes, she is. And um, then I had a, a chance, I don't know what, who was with, but anyway, got a little bit of um, experience of your teachings and was just clearly enthralled and also been going through your book and um, quite amazing, quite amazing. So Thank Welcome you. welcome to the program.
3: So you I do
1: want for our listeners, if you um, because I do feel like you're also one of those situations where you just kind of heard a call and followed it, you know, that mm. in dare to dream, you know, and, and follow this dream and this this unfolding. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about your first awakening, what you would call your awakening and how you got on the path that's on now.
3: Uh,
2: oh, that's yeah. That's a long, what a long and complicated I question. <laughs>
1: I know it is, Mary. I know. We're reading a little bit of your book, but we just, we want a little bit of a cliff notes, please. Mm. Well, I I mean, the best way to say it, you know, is, you
2: know, I walked away from organized religion uh, in my early teens, uh, because I felt there was really no place for me there. Uh, You know, I was, uh, even though I was uh, fairly young, I, I knew I was gay, and I just didn't, you know, and organized religion had nothing good to say about that. But I really felt that my sexuality and my spirituality were very connected, uh, and that uh, it, it's important to be able to express one's spirituality sexually. That's, that's what love is. Uh, it's a spiritual connection that is, that is uh, consummated physically and on other levels as well. Mm. So I went off in search of uh, other mm, path pathways, Uh, that were more self-affirming of who I was uh, at my deepest soul. And I, you know, searched a lot of different places. I spent some time, you know, with all of the different um, major pathways of the 1960s, you know, everything from transcendental meditation to the Guru Maharaji people, you know, all that sort of stuff. But uh, eventually I found my way to uh, Vipassana meditation, uh, which took me very deeply. And gave me an, a, an experience this, that I would say is my first truly deep awakening experience was the, the Vipassana meditation. Uh, and it was mind blowing because I could see reality, all of reality as shining and with the, with the light of the divine. And, and I could feel it within myself, this energy flow uh, and uh, I told this to a friend of mine that, who I grew up with, and, and she said, well, you know, you could find all of this in, in Judaism, which was the religion I, I grew up in. Uh, and uh, I said, well, i never seen or heard anything like this in Judaism. And she took down some uh, prayer books and opened them up and pointed out some prayers. And immediately I recognized them now from my own experience of having done deep meditation. I recognized a lot of this as meditation instructions, and I said to her, you know, I, I've never met a, a a rabbi who taught these as meditations. You know, they, they you know, it's like uh it's like saying take two aspirins in the morning, um and you'll feel better, uh as opposed to actually <laughs> taking the aspirins, right? Yeah.
3: Uh, you know, yeah. And,
2: right? If you know if you just bite yeah. the the instructions but you don't do them uh, nothing happens and I, but I recognized these as instructions and she said you will find you can find rabbis who teach these as instructions so I went off on that search and found rabbis who were not only uh, accepting of uh, LGBT people because it was many years later now this was the 90s and so much had changed in the world uh, but you know I, I found rabbis who were deeply mystically attuned to this energy
3: mm-hmm. and,
2: and ah. we've, through study with them uh, I had these experiences more in a Jewish context which was important to me because I, one of the things that happened was the deeper I went into Buddhism the more I felt that my soul out at its root was Jewish so I really mm-hmm. needed to explore that and mm-hmm. I, I, one of the paths that I uh, explored in my teens was tarot and that has been through, with me throughout all of these years. And uh, early on in my tarot study, uh, I learned that uh, the tarot was based, uh, and the entire structure of the deck is based on the teachings of the Kabbalah and the Tree of Life. But uh, I decided not to explore that because, one, I'd walked away from Judaism. And at the time, most of the tarot books were really very abstract when they spoke about the Kabbalah. It didn't feel very grounded to me, and so I thought, Mm -hmm. no, there's too out there. I'm not going to look at it. But when I came back to Judaism, and I started to study Kabbalah from the inside of the tradition, uh, and then I went back to look at the tarot, uh, I was dumbfounded at 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 the depth of the connection and how, in fact, you could use the tarot for certain Kabbalistic rituals. And I'd never seen mm. anybody write about these Kabbalistic rituals because none of the, uh, the writers of tarot uh, w- had been studying them from the inside of Judaism. Uh, yeah. So all of a Very sudden. Different. Very different. Very different. Yeah, exactly. So I got to put these two things together. And I started doing this particular ritual, which is called counting the Omer, uh, around uh, maybe 1999 or so. And I did it between 99 and 2007 every year because it is an annual ritual, sort of deepening my experience. And then, uh, and I started posting about it online because uh, it was something that I wanted to share. And the more I did it, the more people asked me, you know, if I could teach it or if I could write about it and teach other people how to do it. So I started writing this book. And the interesting thing about this, this process and this ritual is that it is a 49-day, um, basically think of it as a 49-day meditation. You know, there's a little bit of a work you do every day. And on the 50th day, all of this work is kind of like a spiritual gymnasium. It's working out your spiritual muscles so that you're able to hold more light and a revelation from the divine on the 50th day. Because it's all about practicing mm-hmm. to listen for the, for the voice of the divine so that you have a better understanding of what your role in the world and what your divine task is to complete in the world.
1: I mm, love this. Now this, cause I had written that 49 steps of spiritual refinement. Is that the counting the Omar? Yes. Yes. Okay. You know, yeah. Each day, is, that uh, interesting. A different each day is what now?
2: Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say, I'm wondering, um, you know, in talking with you and then the workshop and then reading, um, your book. I'm wondering if, there are these times it seems in a lot of spiritual practices or at least in more esoteric or more of the spiritualists that this idea of pulling oneself out as much as one can from their everyday perception or perspective or life to Mm. look within. Uh, Almost like you say refinement, you can also say purification. Um, Do you find that Mark is, is a, um, that kind of ritual is, is, part of a spiritual path and an important part of a spiritual path?
2: For me, it is. I, I've always found that, um, you know, for example, I'll go back to my Buddhist experience. My first uh, meditation retreat was a 10-day retreat. And uh, it, is, it was a ritual because it started with uh, a asking to learn the teaching. You took vows for the 10 days that prescribed your what you could and couldn't do. Um, so that at the end of the 10 days you had created a container that enabled you to hold all of this energy that was going to flow through you. And rituals are designed, all rituals are designed to create a container, uh, a sacred space uh, in time and space uh, so that uh, you can do the work uh, in a way that is safe.
1: Mm. Yeah, and we've gotten away from our rituals. I think that's one of the things that really helps anchor us and anchor our spiritual energy, our spirit here in physical form, and that it's spiritual true. energy, and, and, right?
2: And you know, many people, you know, feel that the rituals that they grew up with are, are lacking in in uh, spiritual depth or resonance. And um, and I and you know, when I was growing up, I certainly the rituals that I experienced at synagogue, I did not feel the spiritual resonance but it was really only after studying them from a mystical perspective that I began to really understand the power of them and I feel that so many pathways so many uh, religions for example they have the power of their rituals but I think they've walked away from the inner work that goes with them so that they've become more like a, a structure and a facade That that you don't use to go in, but you look at and you think, ah, isn't that pretty? Uh, But it really it's it's the structure that you use to go in. Mm -hmm.
4: You have to
1: do the going within, and you have to be committed to it. Um, Esoterically, we call it, and then shamanically, we call it empty ritual. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) This kind of surface, um, you know, ritual that i feeling too, I want to get your take on this. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up on something that you, now that you've mentioned this, I think during this so confusion and chaos, this t- time of tumult, mm. I feel like maybe ritual could really help us. And maybe it's ritual with the tarot, um, something. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that in, in navigating, using ritual to help us navigate changing times?
3: So this is an
2: interesting question because, uh, you know, I, I wrote this book several years ago, although it only came out in January. And, um, this, you know, the, the, the book uh, takes this ritual, which is 49 days of self-reflection and examination, and uses the tarot to help you do this uh, because of the images, I think, help you connect to uh, more everyday life situations. And one of the things that came up for me, Uh, And it it changes every year because you do this annually and your issues are different every year. But one of the things that came up for me a few years ago when I was doing this work was my relationship to structural inequality and systemic racism. Mm. And so that I found myself as part of this work uh, dealing with, you know, my unconscious racism. And I write about it in the book because, uh, you know, I, I, it's one of the things uh, about the book that I was a little nervous about when I, I started uh, writing it because I thought, well, I'm going to reveal a lot of things about myself that aren't uh, mm-hmm. always pretty. But the book is really about looking at these difficult things and opening to the pain underneath them so that you can release them.
1: Mm. Wow. So it could be – now, could could this be started, like, say somebody gets your book, can they just start at any time, or do you need to wait for a particular time of the year?
2: Well, you know, uh, traditionally it is done between Passover and Pentecost, uh, so the period uh, this year uh, went from – um, uh, went across April and, and May or late, late March and, and into the end of May. Uh, but uh, you can really do it any time. And in fact, there is a a book group uh, or actually a Tarot meetup group in Albuquerque that is on week three right now. Three weeks ago, I, I did a Zoom wow. class with them. And and this group of people, all of them have been reading each uh, each. Uh, chapter is seven days, so the seven weeks of seven days. So they do the work for a week and they come back together on a zoom and they discuss, you know, where it took them and the things that came mm. up. Uh, it's very, you know, it's a closed group because of course, you know, they're talking about yeah. their inner process, but I have been right. a very honored to to be part of this, and I have to tell you, it is is very beautiful to see the way people uh, experience the self-discovery of all of these things that get in the way of their connection to God and their connection to other people, and the God that is in other people, because one of the great teachings of of Judaism is that we are all, it's Elohim we are all, every one of us, made in the image of the divine and the goal of this process is, be, is to be able to experience the divine within and within others so that every relationship is holy.
3: Mm, yes.
1: Mm. Uh, I always say we're moving from just tolerating tolerance, respect, to honoring, to seeing the sacredness mm. of, yes, all people, yes. all beings, all, all life. The all the
2: sacredness of the other. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and just as I'm talking with you, because I get, you know, not just in my personal practice, but definitely on my show, you know, how to manage these times. And people are so pushed and pulled in various ways. Mm. A lot of confusion. I mean, some people are called to do something. They feel this passion. But even mm. colleagues of mine have said, oh, I feel I have to do this or I have to do that. And I keep saying, just go within. What, just see what you really need or want to do. What is this needing mm-hmm. for you? Mm-hmm. What is this bringing up for you? Mm. But I do feel people very often need a way to go within. A book, mm. a workbook, a ritual, something, you know. So all of you listening, this might be it for you. Tarot in the Gates of Life, this may be very helpful for you to consciously take the time out while we're in this tumult, while we're in this, you
2: know, kind of. One of the things I've been saying to people, you know, because of the pandemic is that, you know, while you stay inside, this gives you an opportunity to go inside. And, uh, Mm. you know, so, and so that even if, you know, you don't have to be Jewish to do this practice at all. Uh, and In fact, it, you know, the, the 50th day is called Pentecost, which is also a Christian holiday because it was adapted from Judaism. But um, it is a, a practice that will take you over the course of these 49 days, really in a way that guides you, so that even if you don't know anything about Kabbalah, and even if you don't know anything about tarot, I really give you all of the tools in a way that um, give you a simple explanation. And I say this, it is deceptively simple, because while Mm. the instructions are simple, it is going to take you to places deep within yourself that you will find, whoa, um, I didn't expect to discover this. Wow. Wow,
1: that's beautiful. Yeah, and I always feel like with, you know, as above as so below, as within without. What a lot of times what we're experiencing externally, there's an internal component, and vice versa. Mm. So I'm hearing you say, in a way, it's consciously using this time.
3: Mm. You
1: know, we've been given this time in the sense, I, mm. in some ways, it's a blessing. Um, other things too, but you know, but to, how can mm. we use it as that? Um, oh, this what are time some of the is really very
2: much. Sorry, this time is really very much a test for all of us, you know, between the pandemic, between all of the, you know, uh, civil upheavals uh, because of, uh, you know, systemic racism. You know, we are all facing challenges um, both to our livelihood, to our self-perception, to our ideas of who we are. And so in some ways, it's an ideal time to look at all of those things. And I really hold with, uh, you know, the great uh, teacher Krishnamurti, uh, who said, you know, uh, in order, you know, if you want to have a, a, a revolution, if you want to change the world outside, you have to first start with the world inside.
3: Uh,
2: yeah. Because anything you do or any, anything you try to do in the world is going to be a reflection of who you are inside. And if you have any conflicts inside, uh, your work is going to bring those conflicts into the world as well. So the idea is to create as much peace and as much space within so that all of your interactions can be peaceful and spacious and loving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautifully
1: put. Yeah. And all change it was a change in consciousness, right? I mean, you shift, very and the so. change in consciousness. Yeah, and we do really make a difference. I think that's what some of the people are also awakening to: is that individually, and as we come together, we are making a difference just through that very point that you that you made. You know, we're mm. contributing uh, to the to the energy. Um, I hope so, Mark. I want I want to get your take on. When you're doing this, do you feel whether you're doing the, the um, 49 steps of spiritual refinement, counting the Omer, um, or working with the, the tarot, do you feel there's some type of transmission, something energetically that you're receiving or that's possible for people to receive? Or like oh, you talk about definitely. the container. Okay. So, yeah. uh, so,
2: you, know, so there is, you know, there is a ritual around doing this because you're creating a container. And you're working with the tree of life, which is a Kabbalistic concept of the, the ten divine energies that suffuse the universe. And in order to be able to hold these energies, and, and you're meditating and working with two of them every day. Uh, Each day you're working Mm -hmm. with uh, a different combination of two of these energies. And so that not only are you contemplating uh, with the cards and sort of doing uh, deep reflection, but you're also doing energy work and uh, opening up to the energies of the sefirot. Uh, The sefirot are the Uh, uh, are the 10 different energies in the tree of life uh, so that you can feel this energy flow within yourself. And the idea is that Mm. the more you can clear the pathways of energy, the easier it is for you to receive the transmission. You know, all of us, I Mm. think of uh, as uh, um, sort of spiritual radios tuned in to the divine channel, except a lot of us have a lot of static um, and, You've got to, and you've got to clear the static. Uh, you got to so, clear the static. Yeah, so that's what, what a lot of this is about.
1: Mm-hmm. And I find even it, you, we can become clear, but due to life circumstances, just like weather, we do get staticky again, you know, or like a tree oh, yes. over, right, overgrows and blocks the signal to the, from the dish. So, well, yeah, we because, have to. You know,
2: I mean, it, it's the natural cycle of life. Um, you know, life moves in a, in a cycle or a spiral, actually, just as, you know, taught, which we do this every year. It is an annual uh, cycle because, you know, the challenges and we face new challenges and different uh, uh, relationships every year. Uh, and we're like an onion. You have to peel back a layer. You can't do it all at once uh, so that it, it is an ongoing process. And every now and then you're going to hit a very deep place that is truly beautiful. Or you're going to hit that place where the flower opens and you feel, you know, like the light of God just shining down on you. And it just feels like, you know, perfection. But then, of course, every day the sun goes down and the flower closes. Well, you just have to remember that the next day the sun comes out and the flower opens again. You know, we all have a natural rhythm. And doing this process over the course of 49 days also helps you attune to your natural spiritual rhythm. You know, one of the things that I say on, on one of the days, there's one day where you uh, really work on uh, feeling opening certain energy centers in the body. But uh, there are some years when I've done this work where it just feels like it's forcing it. And I, I always say, if this is not where you are, if you don't force it, just be with it, because that is what transforms mm. things.
1: Can you elucidate on that a little bit, what transforms things? How?
2: So, you know, if you're feeling really closed down, uh, you're feeling sort of separate from the divine, uh, you feel like you just can't connect, uh, rather than trying to force the connection, uh, sit with the uncomfortable feeling, of that disconnection and give it love. Mm. You know, even if, you know, even mm. if you're feeling like I can't, I have no love to give right now, give your love to the feeling of being unable to give love. That, mm. you know, when you can open up and accept wow. that where you are, all of a sudden the energy shifts. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So give love to really where you're at then.
2: Exactly. You know, I, this is uh, uh, very much, uh, you know, I'm going to take the phrase from Byron Katie, another great teacher. You know, you have to love what is. Uh, you know, you can't change what is until you accept and love it as it is. And then mm-hmm. you created the spaciousness for change to happen.
1: mm. Love this yeah it is expanding. Um, now, Mark, I want to touch on. You've got um, tarot and the gates of light. What are those gates of light? Is that is that the tree of life or what?
2: Yes. Yeah, so, so the each uh, on the tree there, as I say, there are ten sephirot. And each of the Sephirot is considered to be a gate. It's an it's an entryway into a connection with the divine through a particular mm-hmm. expression of divine energy. And, and some of those expressions of divine energy uh, are are very very much about love, but some of those uh, expressions of divine energy are, may feel for some people to be a little more difficult to work with. Uh, you know, like the setting of Boundaries or, or, you know, like a feeling of severity or harshness. Uh, yeah. But that is part Fear, of the divine I can tell energy. you which
1: one for me, sphere five.
2: <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. The, the fifth oh, yeah. step you wrote is very hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and it, is, it has been hard for me uh, some years. And there are some years when I look at it and I think, oh, I totally get this. I completely understand wow. why this sephirah is part of the entire creation uh, of the universe. It is necessary. Uh, and in fact, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you cannot have endless love or you can't have a container without boundaries. And that's very mm-hmm. much what this uh, fifth sephirah is about. It is about the ability to set healthy boundaries uh, so that you can uh, really see things as separate. Uh, Now, obviously, you know, we want to get to the place where all is one, but
3: you have to come back
2: from that place uh, and experience yourself as part of that one and see the other as part of that one as also, but not try to push something, push yourself on the other. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a complicated dance, but this is learning the steps of that dance.
1: Yeah, and now each the tarot as you have it are the um, the minor arcana are, are part of the. uh the minor the major arcana. Minor. The minor
2: arcana. So, so the, the as I said, the the structure of the tarot deck uh, follows the tree of life. So, as I said, there are ten sephirot, and in between mm-hmm. the sephirot, you can think of it as a little map. Uh, actually, I the was path through. The path. Yeah, I was I was walking through a park yesterday, and I looked down and I saw a hopscotch uh, diagram written in chalk. Um,
4: and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, I
2: stopped and I said, "Oh, look! There there are these ten squares, uh, and it's like oh, playing hopscotch is actually going up the sephirot uh, it, it made me laugh for a minute, you know, as, as thinking of that children's game as really being uh, as part of a spiritual principle. But yes, there are 22 mm-hmm. pathways in between these 10 sephirot, and uh, the, the 10 sephirot correspond to the 10 numbered cards in the minor arcana. And the 22 mm-hmm. pathways in between them correspond to the 22 major arcana cards. Uh, now, you might say, well, what about the court cards? Well, they're also part of it, uh, because uh, there are also something within the Tree of Life called the Parts theme. I don't really go into that in the book, because uh, this ritual only involves using the cards numbered 4 through 10. Uh, I am working on, a, on another book, which is very much about working with the court cards and working with the major arcana in, in different Kabbalistic rituals. Um, but I think it's it's uh, and I wanted to start with this because it really takes you through um the sephiroth in a way that helps prepare to work with the deeper energies of the major arcana and the court cards
1: mm-hmm. now, Mark, how did you kind of come ac- across this um, and to to bl- to blend well I find it seems like you're not just blending the two but they're inherent. Are you seeing that they're inherent in each other?
2: Yes. Uh, you know, so what happened was, you know, as I said, I, I returned to Judaism uh, in the 1990s. And I, and, and I learned this ritual uh, as part of my practice. Uh, and it was something I never heard of as a child. Uh, in fact, in the 1990s, it was still pretty obscure to most Jews. Uh, it's one of those rituals which kind of got, you know, it's not a big one. So people don't pay a lot of attention to it. And if, you know, you go to a synagogue, and during this period, people will count the Omer. They'll say today is the 15th day of the Omer, which means it is, you know, week three of this Sephirah and this Sephirah And then they just move on.
3: Ah, and they don't actually okay. –
2: So they, they, just, they just say the counting. It's like, as I said, um, take two aspirins in the morning, but you don't take the aspirin. That's
1: why. Uh, okay.
2: Right? And – So I, you know, but in the synagogue that I joined, they actually taught how to work with this. And the first few years that I did the the practice, I was just doing the practice Kabbalistically. And then I, you know, like all of a sudden the light bulb went off and I said, wait a minute. I didn't look at all this Kabbalah stuff all these years I've been doing tarot, but these things really connect. So I started the next year counting the Omer using the tarot cards at the same time, and it completely transformed my practice. It took me to a deeper place um, Kabbalistically within the, the Jewish meditation, and it gave me a deeper understanding of the tarot deck. One of the things that I say to tarot readers um, who aren't really interested necessarily in the ritual um, is, you know, I explain. Well, one of the good things, if you're interested in just studying more about tarot, that is, if you do this practice over the course of 49 days, you will learn uh, 15 different ways to interpret one tarot card. You'll see it in wow. all the different facets, and you'll see how those interpretations change when you combine them with different cards. Uh, and sometimes you'll see the same two cards in a different order, which completely changes the meaning. So that many tarot mm-hmm. readers I know who've read the book said, you know, this has actually changed the way I read for other people and read for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. That layer of depth. You hmm. know, as I'm, ta- t- I'm talking about it, I'm thinking, you know, we've really, there's these maps that were left for us created for us that really do map and demark what we're going, what we're going through, what's coming up and how to navigate through that. I I look at divination in that way, you know, Mm. Um, and also the tree of life. I I think is pretty powerful. Um, What are your thoughts on that, on why we have these, these tools, these whatever spiritual principles and also tools to use? Well, um, uh, you know, every
2: every spiritual path has its own tools or technology to help you get there. Uh, you know, one of the mm-hmm. things that I, I tell people about the, the tree of life, because it is a diagram, and uh, there are, in fact, some different variations of this diagram. And, and what I explain to people is the map is not the territory. The map mm-hmm. can help you get to a, go a certain distance, but then you are going to be in the territory itself, right? And the map can give you a guide, but because it's within you, you, you then become the explorer, right? That, you know, this got you so far, and then, you know, you're going to come back with the, the jewel that you find inside um, by going your own way.
1: Um. Yeah, I like that because it's true. It does it, again, like the container. What's contained within, there is mm. no map for that. I mean, there container. Yeah. You know, once you're in the what's in the container, you're you're kind of, you know, free flowing and. Um,
2: you know, it's sometimes being we can't open. even. Hmm? It's just being open to what's going to come, uh, and open to mm-hmm. the energies. And hopefully, by using this map or by using these exercises, you, you have become strong enough and you've built a strong enough container within yourself that you're ready for whatever comes. You know, something good really comes. You know, it doesn't blast your mind so that when you come back to everyday existence, you're kind of one of those. You know, you'll, you'll see people who are kind of, they're so spiritual, they don't feel grounded in the world. Um, yeah, It's about having that deep spiritual connection that keeps you grounded in the world so that you yeah. see everything in the world around you as holy. Uh, and that's part mm-hmm. of why it's important to build a strong container so that you stay grounded.
1: Yes. And what I'm hearing you say too is ourselves as a container is what you're saying yes. also, right?
3: Very um, much so. We yeah, very there.
1: important. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, underscore, underscore. Yeah, that's a really, really important point, I I feel, Um, especially, you know, during all times, but these times, it's, I think, imperative that people work on their container. You
2: you know, I I started staying home on March 6th. Uh, You know, I live in New York City, and things were very bad here. Uh, and I am over 60, and I have hypertension. So I'm really at high risk, Uh, you know, if I get uh, COVID-19. You know, I'm a high-risk category. So I started staying in. And I, you know, and and for me, because I don't really see people the way I used to, uh, I really Mm -hmm. have relied on my spiritual practice as a way of staying grounded uh, and, and staying connected to my heart. And staying connected to people who I don't get to see, I may speak to them on the mm-hmm. phone, we may be on a Zoom call, but I want to be able to feel that energetic connection uh, so that mm-hmm. I, you know, don't feel completely isolated or depressed or, you know, miserable uh, staying home. And doing these, doing these spiritual practices have really been very helpful.
4: Yeah.
1: I find so as well for me. I mean, I don't know what people would do if they don't have that. I just see, you know, well, I do know, I've seen some things that have happened. Um, well, it it
2: people people fill the spiritual void with lots of things. I mean, you know, that's the source of a lot of addictions, whether it's consumerism and being a shopaholic um, or, you know, be, becoming addicted to a substance. All of these things are being used to fill a spiritual void. Uh, to you know, to fill the connection that we don't feel, uh, and uh, and and it's very hard to let go of those uh, sort of crutches that uh, mm-hmm. ha- keep us from uh, feeling that void because that void feels scary and it is can make us very sad. But it is by going in going into the void and working with it and working with these exercises that you first of all let go of the addictions and you make the deep connection.
1: Yeah. The deep connection, oh, so important right now. Connect, having that deep connection, um, mm. and then sh- sharing that with others. You know, coming from that very place. much so. Yeah, I one really, Mark. I love what very... you're doing.
2: I'm sorry. No, no we got a little that delay. very Go moving ahead. to me. Uh, one of the things that's been very moving to me is at the end of the Omer period this year, because I was also doing it online once again, many people who were reading the book and doing it along with me sent me emails describing their experience so that when they got to the 50th day, I was really humbled and really felt like I had been given a gift that by sharing this with other people, um, I'd really sort of come, I'd done the thing that I was born to do. Uh, I've sort of yeah. fulfilled one of my missions in life um, to sort of share this gift with others and that I've received many gifts from them in return by them sharing their spiritual journey with me.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Makes it all worthwhile, even more, more, more fulfilling, you know, makes.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Um, very much to so. receive that and to be able to help people like this and, you know, Especially during this time, I think things like this are just, mm. you know, not just like something interesting, but mm. really necessary and something that you can use. Yes. You know,
3: to you not know, only because, anchor
1: yourself in this.
2: Because it is a 49 day practice, the way I structure it. As I say, you can do it at any time of the year. You don't have to wait for the next uh, Passover to Pentecost period, and there are people doing it now. Uh, But uh, because there are four different suits, you could, because you work with one suit at a time, uh, you could actually do four different 49-day periods in a row so that this would actually take you through
3: much of the
2: year. And that is really deep. But boy, wow! You know, when you yeah. get to the end of Whoa.
1: that, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it! Yeah, I think it's right now for somebody. I'm, I'm really gonna suggest this because after now, after our conversation, because I just think people, if you have something that anchors you other than working out, I know a lot of people have been anchoring mm. with yoga, and which is great, but or you know, doing mm. your workouts, Zoom workouts. But this time of inner, get your inner container stronger, you know. Mm. This, I don't know. I've been marinating in it lately. I've just been marinating and just, just diving deep, you know, into the call. Mm. Um, part of it, too, I had a loss of my wonderful fur baby, Yoshi, my little doggy oh. 16 past. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So that kind of happened, My added, little guy know, is but... sitting next to
2: me right now.
1: Oh, oh, gosh. Oh. Give them a little cuddle for me. They're so amazing. (laughs) um, She's with me. I hear her barking. She's come in dreams, and she's appeared, and
3: signs Mm -hmm. and all of
1: that, which is great, but still that physical presence. But Mm, but I think whatever anyone is going through, and especially tarot, so many of our listeners are into the tarot, this gives a nice, deep, connecting ritual, you know, to Mm. get, get to that deeper meaning and I love what you said Mark about strengthening the container I think that's like mm. oh my god pearls of wisdom I mean really mm. I think that that's, you know. that's such a key right now
2: mm. so you know if people are interested in learning more that they can go to my website it's, it's gatesoflighttarot.com and the the book is, you know, Tarot and the Gates of Light, which uh, is available, you know, if you don't live in a place where uh, there's an open bookstore, there are lots of online opportunities to get it. It's, uh, you know, I, I think it will, uh, I, I think it will really be very beneficial for all of your listeners. And, and I'd love to hear from them uh, about their experience with it because, uh, oh. I, you know, yeah. You know,
1: Wonderful. All right, Mark, we've winded out of time for this, but I really appreciate you coming on the program and sharing with us uh, your insights and understanding. This has been quite a treasure for me and I know our listeners as well. So thank you for being on the program.
2: Uh, Thank you so much for having me once again. Uh, It's an honor to be able to share this.
1: Thank you. Take good care. Come back soon.
3: Thank you. Okay, bye.
1: Bye. Oh, what a lovely energy. You guys, okay, I've been reading it. I just started. I meant to start it earlier and I started it. Um, I love what Mark was saying about strengthening the container. So um, if you do get the book, let Mark know. Let me know. Let me know how it unfolds for you, how this is helping you in your spiritual practice and uh, souls unfolding. Again, um, our guest today was Mark Horn. Uh, His book is Tarot and the Gates of Light. You can go to gatesoflighttarot.com for more information. Okay. All right, everyone. uh, For all things Awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at uh, gmail.com. Also, for the upcoming Quantum Key Codes, tell a workshop session that's this Saturday you can go to soulplayground.life or eventbrite also has information always great to connect with all of you until next time continue to shine your light share your insights and of course keep awake
3: I'm woke and woke.
1: awakening's broadcast every Wednesday 12pm pacific time archive shows available on itunes For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.